Welcome to Lord John Lander, the Outlander podcast for Lord John fans, where we talk about all things Outlander, but especially about Jamie and his Sassanac. And sometimes we'll talk about Claire, too. We may not be the Outlander podcast you wanted, but we will be the Outlander podcast you didn't know you needed. This is your one and only warning that this is not a spoiler-free zone. We can and we will spoil anything and everything about Outlander, from the books and the show, and definitely from season seven. We'll probably make some stuff up while we're at it. If you make it through the episode in one piece, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter and Tumblr at Lord John Lander, or on our website at lordjohnlander.wordpress.com, where you'll also find our archived episodes, teasers, figrecs, and more. Hello, welcome back to Lord John Lander. We are your hosts. I'm Mistress Pandora, but you can call me Pan. And with you, as always, is Beth. Yes, always, always. Today, we are talking about episode 703, Death Be Not Proud. Um, If you are just tuning in for whatever reason, you thought that this was the best place to start on your Lord John Lander journey. This is not a spoiler-free zone. This is your last spoiler warning. Um, we're just going to spoil everything, show, books, we're going to make some shit up. We're not going to tell you that we made it up. It's kind of our thing. But yeah, there we are. So, (laughs) overall, personally, I found this episode to be not, it wasn't bad, but it didn't have John in it. So, of course, it was just like disappointing at baseline. (laughs) It felt choppy to me. Yeah. And I think part of it is because of some of the way they changed some of the storylines but it, it mm-hmm. just kind of felt choppy but i like i mean it was still good they still used a lot of dialogue from the books and yeah. you know just just had a choppy feeling yeah so the big beef and the pandora household <laughs> this week <laughs> was ether does not ignite like that the explosion was not quite right huh do tell I'm, I'm going to explain how I know this by telling an anecdote. Beginning of the summer this year, um, <laughs> about time for us to start mowing the lawn, right? We have a fairly large lawn, and so we have a ride-on lawnmower, which we have affectionately named the Lawn Tractor, because we are that country. <laughs> but the Lawn Tractor has had a flat tire since, like, October of 2022, right? So it needed some help. Hubby pulls the truck into the backyard, hooks up the air compressor and starts trying to inflate the tire and realizes that the bead is offline or whatever it is. I don't know tires, but he does. <laughs> so he just randomly comes into the house. Let me pause for a moment and just say, I'm not sure if you can hear the fireworks outside, but there are fireworks I can. outside. Okay. <laughs> it's just fireworks. It's the, well, it's the second of July. It's been going on since yesterday and it will continue probably through Friday. Anyway, back to the lawn tractor. So my husband comes inside and he goes, do you have any ether? And I look at him and I blink. Who am I, Claire Frazier? That that was the, my first thought. I'm like, what hobby do you think I am into, man? Why on earth? Why on God's green earth would I, of all people, have ether? That sounds like just the bad idea. He goes, huh, I'll find something. Never mind. And he goes into the garage and he starts rushing you know, rummaging around in the garage stuff. And he comes back out with a can of, I don't even remember what it was, something automotive. And he goes, oh yeah, this is, this is ether basically. 
And like he, he figured that out by reading the warning label, mm. which is extremely flammable, may cause drowsiness if inhaled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes outside. He's like, you want to watch? What are you about to do? Well, I need a, a little extra force to get the bead back where it's supposed to be so that I can actually inflate the tire. So I'm going to ignite this ether into the tire and it should reset and I'll just, you know, inflate it and it'll be fine. I'm like, I will get the fire extinguisher and I'll meet you outside. <laughs> it worked fine. Like, this is actually a thing that people actually do. Not with this stuff. I mean, there's an actual tool for it, but, you know, he only singed his arm hairs a bit. I'm not <laughs> making that up. <laughs> he did. So he's got the truck going. He's, you know, pushing air into the tire. And then I hear this click because he's using his lighter whoosh oh my the God. tire pops up the long tractor just like raises from the dead and he goes got it i'm like do you understand uh, that being married to you is very stressful sometimes it is like being married to a cross between tim allen from home improvement and Jim <laughs> fucking fraser and i'm gonna have heart problems <laughs> Oh my god. I hope so, you've got good life insurance on him. Matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so, ether doesn't quite ignite like that. It is very 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 fast because ether is extremely flammable. Well, it's because the vapors catch yes. fire. Like yes. it didn't like the fire didn't need to hit the liquid shit on the floor. I mean, correct. And and I'm pretty sure this is how it happened in the book too is that they, he lit the match and it just went whoosh and that was yes. it. If yeah. it was, if there was enough vapor to make him dizzy and lightheaded and drowsy, there was enough vapor to ignite and it should have whooshed immediately. So what it looked yeah. like they did was they probably set alcohol on fire on the floor. Yeah. And then they did like the accelerant, you know, gasoline fire kind of thing the, for the yeah. dramatic explosion. They should not have been able to make it out of the house. No, because it's, it's that fast. In the book, I think they were right by the door when, yeah. by the time that happened because they were trying to get out because of the fumes. So if yes. I recall correctly, they were right by the door. So that's how they got out. Yeah. Was it Ian that lit the match, though, in this book? Oh, I don't remember, but it maybe. Why do I feel like it was Ian? Because he was trying to see or something. I don't know. We'll have to go maybe. back and check that. I don't remember at all. Brianna still gets the blame because of her matches. <laughs> you did it. You and your bloody matches. Oh, my God. Can we talk for a second about that cheesy ass run and dive away from the explosion? I was like, Matt, that was awful. <laughs> when I saw that, oh I was like, oh, my God, Claire and Jamie just got their like action movie moment. It was so <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed so i'm like on the floor rolling because it was so corny and my husband oh. is just like raving he's like that's not what an ether explosion looks like i'm like you saw mythbusters man you know what they're doing <laughs> but that run and jump though like okay sam hewan is an action star now i'm cool with that but this was not the vibe <laughs> so it was really it was really funny was but i was so like bad. oh i was like oh good for them they got their little like you know <laughs> action sequence and you know what hey good job stars we didn't even see the mat if you remember like old 
like Buffy the Vampire Slayer reruns, you can sometimes see the stunt mat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even see the mat. It was great. Great editing. (laughs) Oh, Mm. my God. Speaking of which. Speaking of what? Stunt mats or Buffy the Vampire (laughs) Speaking of the house burning down. Okay. So we're three episodes into the season almost halfway through the first half of the season and we've just finished a breath of snow and ashes yeah so now we have five plus eight 13 we have 13 episodes for echo and moby so i just i just wanted to just wanted to point that out (laughs) i I hope you're wrong about this oh no they they have said it and if you yeah no and anyways we can talk about so, the next episode in a minute. What's season eight going to be bees? Please, God, no. It's going to have to be. Ugh. Or they're going to go back and try to, like, make up some of the plots they cut out in <laughs> season seven. Like, like which, is basically, which is basically what they did in this episode with the gold. Yeah. So all of that stuff with the gold... And Jamie getting the gold and and all of that. That's all season five. Or, well, book five, I should say. Yeah. But they skipped all of that. And I'm sorry, that whole scene between Jamie and Arch was just so fucking convoluted because it didn't, it just didn't make any sense because of, because they were trying to, to make up for what they hadn't done in season five. Right. On one hand, I do understand that Jocasta is his relative, so he feels like a, a a need to like, you know, defend her property. But on the other hand, it's like, Jamie, you didn't even know the fuck it was there. Like, what are you getting all like righteous about this now? Like, right. you know, I was it was and like I said, then you think logically and you're like, okay, it's his aunt, so that's why. But like the way he was reacting and having it so separate from, we haven't even fucking seen Jocasta in ages, right? So, like, yeah. for a second, I was like, Jamie, dude, you have no right to this. <laughs> but then I remembered he kind of right. did, but I was like, the vibe was weird, right? So, yeah, it just is a hot mess. It might have made more sense for him to be upset about the gold from the I nearly died for that shit perspective. That would have made more sense. Like this gold not getting where it was supposed to go. The fact that it exists, this ruined my life. That right. would make more sense to me than you stole it. Right. But then like, why would you really blame Archbug? He was just doing what he was told to do by his employer. And like, and then, then now he kept it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not I like mean, when he found it at yeah. Jocasta's, it was going to do anybody any good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, either way you slice it, it really doesn't make sense in the context of the show canon. No. It no. didn't make a ton of sense in the context of the book canon either. <laughs> no. To be honest. Like, the whole bit in 1980, hunting for the gold and all of that, all that crap with Brianna and Roger and the kids, that felt like something that was written pretty early on in the drafting process. And then, oh, I guess I should go back and set this up. Right. <laughs> it's kind of kind of disjointed. You can really tell when you realize that that's how those books are written. You can really tell. 
a lot of times when the dots were connected, but only with a Band-Aid. Would that have been the case, though? Because all the stuff of Brianna looking for the gold in the 80s, that wouldn't have even been thought of when she was writing book five. I don't know. Which is when she set it up. But the thing, it was set up in book five, but I think the bit with Arch having it, that was not book five. Oh, what a, oh right. I'm all, I'm exactly. all around. But this this thing with the, the conflict with the bugs and Jamie and all of that stuff, it's just kind of weird. The gold is, you know, plays a more prominent role throughout because they have it. They like, you know, that they have it through yeah. like throughout book five and six. And like, there's a time when they're like making it into like they make it shaped like bullets so they can go and like mm-hmm. you know trade it and you know all this other stuff so like it's just it's just basically like this hey we're gonna give you a quick plot summary of something that's been going on for like two and a half books and uh yeah here we go <laughs> and we're gonna do it in like five minutes five minutes <laughs> if that you know so it's just like a hot mess okay i should have gone back and looked for to, to double make sure. But like, there's no reason why Mrs. Bug should have died like that quickly from where <laughs> she got shot. It was like in her right, like clavicle area. Like <laughs> it looked painful, but not like but immediately fatal. Like go get Claire. It didn't hit any org. There's no organs up there to hit. What yeah. the, what's this bitch done? <laughs> Like, there wasn't even any blood. <laughs> like, what is happening? It was not their best kill no. um, to date. <laughs> I was just like, what? What okay. is she dying for? <laughs> okay, but speaking of Mrs. Bug, what in the fuck was she talking about with Arch about we've seen things? What the hell have they seen? Uh, Jamie and Claire having sex everywhere in the house. I don't know. See, <laughs> everyone's seen that. <laughs> That's not so scandalous. That's not a threat, Mrs. Bug. Like, not an issue. Well, I mean, okay, so what have they seen? So she saw Ian and Claire burying Alan. Okay, but no um, one's gonna freaking care. No, no, no one's gonna, no one even liked Alan. Before they knew he was the rapist. But so she might be talking about just like, you know, Claire's quote unquote witchcraft, like making the penicillin. Oh, did she know the autopsy? Yeah. So I was just going to say, did she know about the autopsy? I can't remember. (laughs) I don't know. It's either that or the last time that Lord John visited, she saw John and Jamie getting it on in the barn or something. I don't know. I mean, it could be all of the above. (laughs) It could be all of the above, you know? It just, it was a line that didn't make sense. We've seen fucking so much seen? of this episode didn't None of it made sense. It was just, it had potential and it just kind of, but you know, uh, it'd, be, it'd be what it'd be. Brianna's bangs didn't make sense either. It took me a hot minute to get used to it. Then I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, those are some big bangs oh my god i mean actually they did make sense they they did make sense when you realize what year it was (laughs) yeah what's not gonna make sense is when we see those kids next episode because i saw a picture and they're like ginormous they're huge 
<laughs> Jimmy looks like he's like t- 10 years old. He is and, now, but. And Mandy's supposed to be like Claire Jr., right? She's supposed to be like her doppelganger and like she's like blonde. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Oh my God. I just. It, and then, like, what sense does it make? Because the timelines are supposed to be running parallel, right? And, like, they're not supposed to be getting ah. ahead. Uh, makes my head hurt. Uh-huh. I, I did like that we got the letters and the letter box, though. I thought it was weird that Roger thought it was funny that Bree caused the fire. It's only funny because they lived through it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so when you think about it, it's, he's right. The 18th century is luck- lucky to have survived her and her mother. <laughs> well, and then, of course, the whole thing about the fire and why there was the obituary and all of that, which it did look like she was going to see Tom Christie again in the next episode. Yeah. So what's going to be interesting is how they further try to explain this whole why the obituary said they died and why the date was wrong and all of that. And like, Roger's like, you saved your parents' lives. And I'm like, you know, that would actually be the simplest freaking explanation it was that they actually would have died if Brianna had not gone back and made the matches and, you know, burned the house down earlier than it was supposed to be. Like, I mean, Take notes, Diana. That actually would have made a lot more sense. (laughs) But (laughs) it was so convoluted in the book. It was like, not only did Tom Christie just like assume they died, but then also the printer got the date wrong, like the month completely wrong. Like, okay. Because the print tiles, like they didn't have the right letters or some shit. Like, whatever. It was so convoluted. I don't remember Um, those details, but yeah. But it actually would have made more sense if it was that Brianna actually did change the future by being there. Mm-hmm. But since she didn't, she actually didn't change anything like, you know, we, which we'll find out. It kind of makes me think about go way back to the whole thing with Galus and how Claire sees Galus's skeleton before she ever has gone back and lobbed her head off right because like again the whole thing is supposed to be like you know it's not that everything is just pre-written right but like okay then how do you explain these things (laughs) that is the theme that we talked about in the first two seasons though was the futility of trying to change things like you can affect little things but not big things But no one has ever been able to define what a little thing or a big thing is. Right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Jamie and Claire's house is like kind of a little thing, right? And like Mm -hmm. Gayless getting her head lobbed off or not is kind of a little thing in the grand scheme. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just so convoluted. I just always feel like Diana's time travel theory has more holes than Swiss cheese, but it's fine. It's fine. That's why it gives me a headache and I try really hard not to think about it too hard. (laughs) But then when the show changes things, it gets even more like convoluted. It's just, especially when it's all condensed like that. Yes. And while we're talking about continuity, kind of, 
Uh-huh. I've got a real F you for stars. Oh, yeah. Because Ian, when he was talking to Jamie, was like, oh, I guessed it, you know, when he was here before and the way you were looking at him and blah, blah, blah. Ian wasn't fucking there in season four when Willie went to visit the Ridge with John. In the book, he was because he fell into the outhouse and they had to get him out. And Which, Ian by the there. way, we were robbed by, of that scene. Yes. So also, fuck you stars for that because yeah. that was comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Not only was Ian not there, but they specifically said, Jamie was like, oh, I'm sorry, my nephew Ian couldn't be here. He's like off hunting with the mm-hmm. Cherokee or something like that. So it's like you specifically made it so that Ian was not there. And now you're going to think I'm an idiot and just like pretend I don't know every little like nuance of this show and and that, oh, yeah, I even was there and saw that. Oh. I, I just, that annoyed the shit out of me. Like, if you're going to change the books, you better stick fucking to it. And not just go back to the books when it's convenient for you and try to pretend it never happened. It's like they don't rewatch the show either. I know. <laughs> because I didn't catch it because I completely forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, because he was there in the book. I was just. I have a hard time, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have a hard time sometimes remembering what happened in the book, what happened in the show, yeah. and what happened in fan fiction, and sometimes I can't separate the three. <laughs> and so it's just, it's all a thing. It could all be real. Who knows? You know, they say that if the audience is looking that closely, that they've lost us. Do you, yeah. Do you think well, uh, that's where we're getting to? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only got a little bit more to go, so we're here till the bitter end. But right, might you know, as well. But but see, now that they're trying to tie up some of these storylines that have been ongoing for books and books and books, they're realizing, oh shit! Remember that change I made? Remember when we decided to like leave out that whole gold thing in book five? We got to make up for that because we got to include it now. We didn't think we would get this far. Now we don't know what to do. (laughs) Exactly. And season four was such a hot mess. Like, I'm surprised they haven't been paying for more of those sins already. You know? Right. You just, you know, own it if you're going to, you know, do something. And speaking of owning it, um, I was just talking with some other friends. They were listening to the the official podcast Mm -hmm. and... I don't know if it was, it must have been a recent episode and Tony Graffia was talking about how the reason Jamie didn't make it to Jemmy's birth was because the timing didn't make sense. Uh, Okay. Excuse me? Have you ever, like, when have they ever cared if the timing makes sense? I mean, Diana herself had Willie going up and down the entire Eastern <laughs> Seaboard in two days in the in bees. I mean, <laughs> you can't even do that now because you get stuck in traffic on ninety. <laughs> I know he got he he's making it faster than you know on the the Acela, You know, like <laughs> that just ticked me off because that was just such a beautiful moment when she was in late in the books, when she was in labor and Jamie was with her and, you know, it was just so beautiful. And 
and he was walking her around like she was a brooding mare because he didn't know any other way to help her. And like, you know, that was such a beautiful moment in the book and they cut it and now they're going to just be like, oh yeah, because the timing didn't make sense. Uh, okay. Like again, own it. Just own it. Like it, no one's going to notice that. I'll- the passage of time is told by the length of Claire's hair. Yes. Have you noticed that? Except in the last episode when they messed it up and had her like have like long hair, short hair, long hair again. It's like <laughs> <laughs> the continuity is just not is this really out of control this season. It's a little it's a little funky. But okay, continuity aside, the FU stars aside. Beyond all of that, that conversation between Jamie and Ian about Willie oh, was everything. It was great. It was amazing. That was beautiful. It was really good. Still a few stars. Like I said before we started recording, like, I don't remember. <laughs> but I'll give you this one. <laughs> I'll definitely give you this one. I just don't remember. But I love that. That scene was very touching. That was the part for me that actually had some emotional like impact yeah there was quite a bit this episode that didn't (laughs) yeah and what's interesting too is i don't think that jamie and ian have a frank conversation about willie at least until well after ian helps him in the great dismal yeah yeah i don't think they had that conversation if they had it really at all like in the book yeah at that point but it was a great conversation yeah oh definitely was the theme running through this episode was the concept of people as a home did you catch that that came up a lot like they really really hammered that one in i had an interesting thought while they were explicitly stating the theme while they were melting down the gold into musket balls Mm -hmm. when claire quoted robert frost and then jamie said oh i guess that makes you home because you keep taking me in and all i could think i'm like screaming in my head you know who else always takes your dumb ass in yeah exactly john gray john exactly you know the guy you just dumped stupid which is kind of you know fitting especially when you think about how as these books go on their family tree just keeps getting like (laughs) more and more tangled it's It's kudzu (laughs) it's like it's like one of those trees like that I remember seeing in Hawaii where you'd have like two giant trees next to each other and their roots were just all like tangled up together and like (laughs) very 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 much so and then like you know John by by marrying Claire he's like taking her in even though at the time she's a major hot mess (laughs) they both are I can't wait to see that even like just like Jamie taking Willie in when like everything happens with Jane and stuff like that. Like, you know, all of that stuff is just, you know, speaks to that, Mm -hmm. that whole concept. I really hope we get to see that because that moment when William realizes he needs to go to his criminal dad is really good. Yeah. It's a little bit funny if you think about it, but I enjoyed it a lot. I would really like to see that play out on screen. I was talking about it with one of my friends this weekend. Yeah. And um, we're just talking about, how we're going to be really bummed if we don't get Jane because they had to cut so much out for a lot of reasons. One, like it's central to Jamie and Willie's relationship. Right. Yeah. But it, but it's also 
really essential to William's growth because it's really the first time that his title and his connections don't do anything to help him. Yeah. Right. And he kind of, for the first time, he kind of sees the limits of what those sort of superficial things can do for him. Yeah. And it's a humbling moment because he has to go to Jamie for help. And then just like kind of the whole idea that, you know, he's lost somebody he really, really loved. And not that Willie hasn't lost like a gajillion people in his life, but like this one just hits home differently because she was under his protection. Mm hmm. So all of those things are just so essential to Willie really becoming a man, you know, and like where it's like, it's not just putting on a uniform and fighting in a war and bossing people around because you're the Earl and this is what it means to be a man. It's just so essential. So like, what are we going to do if they don't have her? I guess we'll find out. I guess. One way or the other. Yeah. And I guess next episode it looks like they're going to start heading for Scotland and it says that Jamie gets pulled in again by the war, but I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the timeline or if they're actually going to do the whole battle of Saratoga thing or where Willie's going to be, because I think they're going to skip the whole him getting lost on Long Island for like five times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see like what they do and you know, if they're going to have that whole thing where, they have to have the thing where Jamie and Willie, because he set it up. He said, I vowed I would never mm-hmm. stand across my, across enemy lines, across my son or whatever. He set that up. So they have to have that moment. Right. So, but I guess we'll see. I'm just always curious, like, especially in this like zany <laughs> situation where we're getting through 2.25 books in 16 episodes 16 episodes oh anyway i guess we'll find out i have to admit that i haven't seen this personally because of um my penchant for blocking people on social media just willy-nilly but apparently there was some kerfuffle over on the tweeter about people <laughs> thinking that Ian was wrong and immoral for killing Alan. I did not see any of that either, just because I don't really go on the tweeter anymore. I don't either. I'm not surprised to hear that that kind of stuff was going on. Like, disappointed, but not surprised, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, if that describes you, fandom, seek help, please. Yeah. Please seek like, help. That's... Like, if you're cool with seeing more sexual violence and not saying any words to describe that it is sexual violence. Like you're cool with that, but you're not cool with killing a predator in the show about killing people. Maybe seek some help. Like if you could listen to what Alan said right before he was shot and then be like, wow, that was morally wrong. Like, "Mm." I had a shot of myself. I'm not going to even lie. I had a shot of myself. And like, okay, so here's the thing. Like you said, this is a show about killing people, right? Like, yeah. if that's where your line is, <laughs> like, you're okay with all the other killing. Right. But like, like, you don't say like, oh, I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in any killing. 
then you shouldn't be watching Outlander. Why, like, why are you watching Outlander? Yeah, like what? And this is your line in the sand? Like, yeah, seek help. <laughs> your, your line is in a weird spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I had a really disappointing bingo week. How about you? Yeah. I didn't get anything. Me neither. Yeah, I think most of my stuff now is going to be like, more Moby. Well, no, there's a few yeah. things that will be coming up, but yeah. So anyone who has the has anything about Lizzie and the Beardsleys or the Polycules, Thrupples, Threesomes, OT3s, you guys are doing good because now all of a sudden Jamie is like cool with Polly now that he stopped worrying about who's doing what with whose genitalia. He's much more relaxed. Yes. He's <laughs> let that go. <laughs> He is no longer hung up on more than one penis in a relationship. And now he's okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, and like, I, you know, don't tell me it hasn't crossed his mind. Like after, oh, totally after he mind. got over the shock of Lizzie's situation. And I think we, we talked about this before. Maybe it was just amongst ourselves. So, but we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> once he learned what happened, come on. Like, you know, he was like, oh, so does that work? Uh, I, I guess it, I guess it does work. Okay. Is this, um, is this a thing? Like all of a sudden he's really good at trigonometry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I could, th there could be something in this for me. <laughs> now he's just got to figure out how to tell his wife yeah. or get rid of her. And you're still not going to convince me that he has not been trying to get rid of her in the first two episodes. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I will not. I will not. We have some comments from a listener. This came in on Tumblr from last week's podcast episode post. Sour Candy Forever says, hi, I love this episode. Thanks, Sour Candy. I'm glad you did. I'm so happy with the Jamie John scene we got. It was even gayer than the book, in my opinion. Yes, because I oh, think yes. in the book yes. it was, wasn't it a letter? Well, the Sapphire was not a letter, but the breakup was a letter. But yes. Yeah. Is this fic or the book? Did Jamie write the letter on like Brianna's special paper with the flowers and stuff? Or was that a fic? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. You can make a note of that and we can try to go back and look. So Sour Candy continues, I need to get your take on the scene with Jamie standing in front of the fire, having a private moment with the Sapphire and then Claire's face when he mentioned Lord John's name. So good. Also, I forgot to add that your gifs made me realize Jamie and John are so incredibly broke back mountain coated. So many similarities. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I had to throw those in. Um, so Pan and I did a very thorough investigation of, of the... <laughs> this scene we did but it was five minutes before we hit record <laughs> they don't need to know that <laughs> too late so <laughs> and so i'll just be perfectly honest i didn't see any of claire's reaction being to john himself i saw her except in the fact that jamie getting the last sapphire meant that brianna and roger and the kids were really gonna go and so I saw a big sadness on her face. It was almost like, you know, she barely even registered the whole part of with John. Right. Yeah. I think that's just because she's already so caught up in her grief that they're leaving. So she's not even really thinking about it. And she probably knew John was there because Brianna probably told her about Willie and 
you know, all that stuff. So yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I mean, everybody can see what they want and that's the beautiful thing. Right. So more power to you. (laughs) There is a GIF set floating around. I think we'll probably put it on the social media for this episode, at least on Tumblr, but there's a, there's a really good GIF set that uh, user KJ put out after last week's episode that is just, is just beautiful. So that's a good one to link. Like you said, I didn't see a whole lot of reaction. It's not something that I caught while I was watching. Now, granted, while I was watching the show, I was also taking notes at the time. But I do wonder, did anyone tell Claire that the conversation Jamie had with John was in his hotel room? Like in front of that gigantic bed. It was just in the middle of the room like an elephant. Oh, man. Now that would have been an interesting look on her face. (laughs) Oh, you did what? (laughs) With you who? went where? With who? Why? Uh, I'm just going to throw this in here because I didn't warn you, but the, the song for this episode is Disco Inferno. What that? There you go. I love it. Burn, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, but, you know, we can't, we can't end the episode without just recognizing Adzo there was some stuff on social media. I don't think Adzo's going to be back. I think that no, Claire's goodbye to Adzo was was the final goodbye. Didn't I mean they could always bring him back in season eight, but like it kind of seemed like they were saying goodbye to him behind the scenes too. So yeah, or the actor that plays him. So the actor. I'm sorry that all I <laughs> I saw a dude in a cat suit and it was not what you meant, but that's. <laughs> Uh, yep. But you know, Adzo, you've been a you have been a a, a good kitty. So I mean, they didn't put him down. <laughs> Just what? To, they didn't put him down. I know, like, but I'm saying because we weren't are prep may not be seeing him again. I know. So like, way to go, Adzo. You're you've been a good boy. <laughs> or, he's a good kitty. Yeah, I think he's a boy. Anyway, there we have it. One. That's one more week down. A couple more to go. We will see what happens next. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love talking at you. Um, Make sure you follow (laughs) us on Tumblr. You can follow us on Twitter if you want to. There's not a whole lot there. There's not going to be a lot of return on investment in that. (laughs) Not much. But if that just happens to be where you are because you enjoy watching things wither and die, then that's a good place to be. And I meant Twitter, not us. But uh, (laughs) yeah. So. Thanks, everyone. If you don't have your bingo card, make sure you go grab one. I'll try to reblog some links. Yeah. Bye. Awesome. Bye. If you're listening to this, it means you survived another episode of Lord John Lander. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter or Tumblr at Lord John Lander or on our website at lordjohnlander.wordpress.com slash contact us. All opinions expressed on the Lord John Lander podcast belong to us and are not affiliated with Outlander, Sony, Stars, and definitely 100% not with Diana Gabaldon. 
This podcast is not suitable for children, immature adults, homophobes, anyone who takes fandom seriously, people who don't understand that the characters aren't real, people with sticks up their arse, people who hate fun, and people who have no sense of humor. Do not try any of these hot takes at home. We are professionals. And if you know us in real life, no, you don't.